Good afternoon, everybody. A couple of minutes early. We're just getting ready for today's training session. Just going to make sure everything's straight and everyone can see what's going on. We're just waiting for the, the last few attendees to dive in, and then we will start at about 30 seconds past the hour. See where we get to. Afternoon, Andy. Just seeing the questions coming in. If you want to ask questions, the questions box is there. We'll do Q&A at the end. I'm going to do as much as I can to cover some really core concepts around goal setting today and the grow coaching model. Really excited about this. One of my favorite subjects. And we're going to see where we can go. I'm just seeing if I can make this window a bit bigger. No. Thank you. Nice crisp white body is clean, fresh for a new week. Fingers crossed, like all of you. Let's give it 30 seconds. Get my pens ready. I'm sticking to the four colors here. I'm not sticking with my multitude of pens here, so I'm going to be using green, red, blue, and black. Let me know in the questions in the chat. Make sure everyone is okay with me using green and red on a whiteboard in case. Um, please let me know because I'm keen that if I put anything up there in these colors, that you can see them, that you can digest them uh, and take them on board. Last couple of people coming in. Let's make sure you're set up for success. First thing is, do we all have drinks? Hydration. It's getting warmer. I want to make sure that you're all good. Today's episode is brought to you by Pucker Teas. Pucker Herbs. Licorice and peppermint. Let's get into this content. Let's do this. Okay. Welcome to today's Sticky Learning Lunches. This one is going to be all about the Grow Coaching model, and we're starting with goals. First of all, my name is Nathan Simmons, Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer at MBM, Making Business Matter, the home of sticky learning and the provider of leadership development and soft skills to the grocery and manufacturing industry. And these lunchtime learnings are all about giving you as much content as we can during these interesting times that we're experiencing so that when you are managing, coaching, working with your people online, or even when you're returning back to work, fingers crossed in a couple of weeks time, that you're able to utilize these skills and be the best version of yourselves. Today is gonna be, as I said, all about the, the goal setting element of the grow coaching model. Ah, oh, bear with me, there's a question coming in here. Colleagues not receiving links to the meetings for some reason, I have asked Sarah. Good, okay. So there's a couple of email addresses here. I'm just gonna, don't know if I can forward that, copy, um, bear with me, no. So I know Sarah who is supporting me back of house for this. Um, Sarah, there's a message here from Sai saying that one of the people didn't get any links to the um, broadcast. So I'm just hoping that and um, that's going to be picked up and we can get connected with these. Right, so I'm just going to unshare my screen. Here we go. So how many people here, can you let me know in the questions, Let light up the chat box, how many people here know what the Grow Coaching model is, have used it uh, and understand it? Let me know in the chat box right now. 
just while I'm getting this up on the whiteboard, how many people have used? Yes, Yark. Yes, Mr. Whitmore. Absolutely. No, understand. Used. Good. Yes. So, Mr. Whitmore. John Whitmore. I'm looking for the book. Yes. Was the creator of this model. And it's one that is pervasive through coaching simply because it's really easy. Grow. G R O W. It sticks in the head and makes people think. So, the first part is all about goals. What do goals mean to you? No screen, bear with. Can everyone see me on the camera right now? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, grand. Okay, just making sure. Fantastic. Very familiar self, but team leaders need to embrace this. Yes, absolutely, Julie. We all need to be embracing this. So for you, right now listening to this, what does goal or goals mean to you directly? Let me know. Thanks, Si. I'm not sure everyone can see that question. You said more a face for radio. So it's a face only a mother could love. Goals, endpoints, good. What else have we got? Goals, identification should occur from questioning and probing. Absolutely, I'm going to get into that, as opposed to giving advice completely. As coaches, we never give advice. And we'll talk about that in the free coaching resource that we've got. We can provide a link to that shortly. Something to aim for, a topic area to work with. Absolutely. So for me, the goal is a target. It's an end point. It's somewhere where we're always going. So we're always aiming for some sort of bullseye here. Like the archer aiming at a target, we need to understand where it is we're going. We need to have absolute clarity on what we are aiming at, what we would like to achieve and what we want to accomplish. Absolute clarity. It's the same. It's like when we're buying a, hotel, a holiday. We don't buy the airplane. We don't buy the in-flight the in meals or movies. We're buying a destination. We need to go, know where we're going to. And the goal is all about getting the clarity on that when we're going there. And it's super important that we get super clear on that. And we need to start using more questions when we're talking to our people. Because if, we lead, if we're setting things without that definition, people aren't going to know where they're going to. Because vague goals lead to vague results. So it's through the questioning that we use when we're setting or when we're working in the goal setting area that is going to give us that enthusiasm, that excitement of, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, look, there's my holiday in Cancun. Oh, look, there's my skiing trip in Switzerland. I'm going to get excited about that, like I'm going to get excited about my goals and where I'm going. Because definition of destination escalates enthusiasm. It's the same with holidays and it's the same with our lives. But the problem is we spend more time planning a two-week holiday to Mexico than we do with what we're doing with our lives. And this is the thing with the people in our teams. Because people, their leaders, their managers previously haven't got into the depths and asking them questions, 
to help them find that for themselves rather than giving them the advice and telling them what to do and helping them to get a same job as them or, or a similar position. And it's really important that we're getting to this is that parenting and leadership are not two sides of the same coin. They're one and the same thing. When we are leading, it is like being a parent. These people become our work children. And when we have children, no parent in their right mind wants their child to be equal to or less than them. Every parent wants their child to supersede them. And it's our responsibility as leaders is when we're asking questions about goals that we're inspiring those individuals to think at a higher level so that they can supersede you, so that they can get promoted, so that they can do greater work in the pursuit of their own happiness and the pursuit of their own fulfillment, but in turn helps to grow the business. And as a result of them doing that, what you will experience is the equivalent of parental pride in the people you work with, the teams that you lead, and the, and the, the individuals that you support. So it's got to get crystal clear with this coaching questions, this goal setting, is asking people to help them create their own destination that is aligned to the business and helps both elements to, ex uh, to exceed and succeed. Absolute clarity. Ah, so goals. Let's drop back into that for two seconds. Getting that clarity in our goals what two pieces of information do we need if we are using SatNav? What two pieces of information do we need to put into our mobile phones or whatever device we're using that makes SatNav work? Destination, good. Let's get even clearer on that. What part of the destination do we need? Postcode, yes. Postcode destination. So the first thing that we, 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 we get really conscious about putting in is the destination that we're going to. The reason we have we get we remember that part so clearly is because when we get our phone, when we get the, 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 the hardware, it asks us to put the home destination in first anyway. So that's always saved. So we always know where we are, but we get a little bit complacent um, and often don't think about where we are. And that's part of and the reality phase. So we'll do that tomorrow. And we're gonna share a link for tomorrow's session. So if you haven't already registered for that, we're gonna share a link so you can do that after this training. The next piece of information that you're always putting in is where you're going. If you don't know where you're going, SatNav can't help you. And I've said it before and I'll say it a million times again until the day that I die, you cannot buy a ticket to anywhere but here. I will repeat that again. You cannot buy a ticket to anywhere but here. And this is why it's absolutely imperative we get that clarity so that we can put that information into our internal sat-nav, we can program that in, and then we can work out where how to get there. When we do this on route finders, it will then adjust course according to the roadworks and the problems and the challenges that are coming up. It doesn't mean that you get to not hit those challenges or have to go through the experience of mitigating those challenges or to, to working around them. It's just letting you know they're coming up. So when we set the goal in the future, we understand that we can map forward and engineer backwards to understand which route we need to take that's gonna get us there in the clearest, congruent, and most authentic way possible. 
destination first and foremost let's get that absolutely clear set big goals point number two so number one is destination number two set big goals In the comments there, it talks about SMART goals. And I'll also share this again very quickly. SMART objectives, yes. SMART goals, no. If we're making our goals SMART, what we're doing, and we're using the acronym with, real, with realistic in there, or achievable, what we're actually saying is that that goal already exists because it is in the real. It is realistic. Yes, we do this to break down our objectives, but when we're setting goals, we have to set them from a place that is physically challenging, mentally stimulating, and emotionally magnetic so that we, we want to get up in the morning and work to it. If it's realistic, it's being set from inside our comfort zone and from a place of fear and it isn't gonna push us. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And I'll say this again, I'm sure I've shared it on one of the previous ones, Neil Donald Wall says, life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. So we have to go beyond that boundary. We have to step into that discomfort in order to create that, that um, positive friction that creates the momentum. This is how cars work, friction. Engine works, there's challenge, there's heat, and then the wheels hit the, hit the road and that friction causes the car to go forward. Now, without friction, you don't get to move. So it has to challenge you in some way, shape or form. It has to be outside of your known capacity. When I say set big goals, is you have to aim a little bit higher. Because what happens is if you get any little, if you get a little bit of um, a reduction or you've got um, something that causes um, a risk that you didn't foresee coming, that aiming higher just gives you a little bit of slack to play with so you still hit your target. If you put in just enough, if you imagine the long distance archer, aiming at the bullseye the long distance archer aims at the bullseye over a long on long distance what's going to happen to his arrow if he's aiming just at the bullseye tell me in the questions or the chat box what's going to happen if the long distance archer aims purely at the bullseye what's going to happen to his arrow going to fall short exactly this thank you very much Susan over the course of the distance the arrow is going to do that so before the arrow even reaches the target you're going to end up in the grass so what you have to do is you have to be aiming at the top of the target so the arrow goes up and comes down It gives you enough room to play with in case something happens. So as the arrow goes up, the curvature of the trajectory allows it to fall and you still fall head and shoulders above your competition. Let me put this in kind of a, a work context. I was working in a sales team. The target was 40% and we just struggled. And we struggled to get 33%. The target was 40. I was having a crisis of leadership. I couldn't get the message across and the team was struggling and there's a couple of great players but people just weren't motivated because they were aiming at the 40 percent and they were falling short by seven percent 
So at the beginning of the next year, I got in there and we had this big conversation and said, look, this is the situation. This is what we're going to do. At the end of this year, we are all going to be in different jobs. Absolute clarity on where we're going. We're all going to get promoted. We're all going to be in different jobs. This is how we're going to do it. And we talk about the options later in this week. As a result of that shift, what I did is I put the target up 5%. I set our target higher than anyone else in the, in the, in the department by 5% more. What do you think happened to the results of that team within six months? I'd love to see your responses. A 5% increase in their target, closer to 38, it definitely went up. I increased their target by 5%. Their sales performance went up 9%. So they went from 32% to 42, sorry, 33% to 42% in six months. And they had the leading performance in the department with and the smallest team and the highest amount of revenues created. Because of that extra little bit of tension, but they were aiming higher that actually made the goal interesting, stimulating, and on target. Let me give you another um, question here. Your significant partners, your husbands and wives, emotionally, or even however, you know, whatever part you're in, if they put just enough into your relationship, how long would you stick around for? If your significant partners put just enough into your relationship, what would happen to your relationship? One, they'll get the boot. That's not me saying that, by the way, that's a comment over here in, in, in the questions box. 18 years so far. I would think in the nicest possible way that if you have been married for 18 years, you are putting a hell of a lot more in than just enough. It's the same with our relationships and it's the same with the activities that we take to put into our goals. When we set big goals, they stimulate us. They can cause a certain amount of resistance and fear. And we'll talk about that as the course of this week goes on. So it's important we understand that, yes, it's going to create internal challenge. It's going to increase, uh, create an internal dialogue. It's how we focus that dialogue that gets the actions. The part that then makes this happen is as we start to develop and we start to focus on creating those goals, the last element that I'm sharing here is this around your goals. It's not about achieving the goal. When we're setting goals physically, emotionally, whatever, it's never about achieving the goal. It's about the person you have to become in order to make the goal a reality. Let me say that again. It's not about achieving the goal. It's about the person you have to become in order to make the goal a reality. So no matter how big you make the goal, how ambitious it is, it is always going to be about the, the learning, development, and the, 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 the acuity that you have to develop, the EQ, the IQ, whatever, the mindset, the heart set, the skill set that's going to make that a reality. And when you develop all those elements and you're focusing them intently on getting to that outcome with that absolute clarity of where you're going, then the goal will make itself apparent to you. Then the opportunities will come together so that you can move into that. So point number three, it's all about the person you have to become. 
hope this has been useful. Top three points are kind of the headlines for goal setting. One, get clear clarity on defined destinations, okay? Number two, set big goals. Make them ambitious. They have to be emotionally stimulating, physically uh, and challenging, magnetizing, emotionally magnetizing so they can pull you towards it. And number two, number three, it's all about the internal dialogue first. Outer world follows inner world. The person you become creates that outcome. The person that comes to uh, the event creates the event. Hope this is useful. What's been useful from today's training around goal setting? More mindset than questions. We'll talk about that in a minute. What's been useful from today's micro learning? Let's see this in the chat or the questions box. Let me know. Changing mindset about smart. Absolutely. There are some different models around smart to use. Often, though, we are taught make them realistic. Make your goals realistic. Play small. Cripple yourself and, and hold yourself back. Absolutely not. For your objectives, yes, break down, make your objectives realistic, not your goals. Reminder about the value of overreaching. <clears throat> Conscious of the language with that one. So when we look at the overreaching, I don't, it, when we overreach, the, the, the picture that comes into my head, it's um, as if you're climbing a ladder. Now, if you're working, you're in your workspace and you're overreaching on a ladder, health and safety are going to come and give you a really hard time for doing that because it's dangerous. When we look at the overreaching, let's look more at as if it's the moonshot idea, the exponential leap. I want to aim for there. Okay, how do I make that happen? And people like Elon Musk have been doing this and now we've got all sorts of spacecraft and, um, and, and heading towards kind of these things because they all want to be in the stars when we do that. Super important. Big goals, always set big goals. It's about the person you have to become to make the goal a reality, absolutely. Ah, what else we got here? Stretch, creating excitement, absolutely. Play big, get engaged emotionally, mentally, physically in what you're doing so actually it pulls you out of bed. Your goal magnetizes so that you know it's a necessity, it's not a maybe, so that you have to make it happen. Objectives can help with steps towards overarching goals. Absolutely. Break it into your objectives to make it happen. This is real gold nugget for me. Absolutely welcome. It's a pleasure to do this. The arrow display is powerful as I can use this to describe this to my employees for them to understand why they, sh why they should aim higher rather than just at the bullseye. Absolutely. Let's be mindful of the language, okay? Again, I'm going to share that this here and um, potentially in future um, conversations. Should is the language of guilt and shame. Okay, it's one of the most crippling words in the English dictionary. And often we're saying, oh, I should have done this, or I should have done that, or I should be saying this. Well, either you did it or you didn't do it. So when you're talking to your team and you say you should be doing this, it's potentially coming from a place of guilt and shame where you're projecting that onto them. When you have the conversation with them, you can say, this is what we need to be doing. And this is why I believe it's important. And I want to get your input on it. I would, I would like to get you to engage in these goals. Where would you like to get to? How would you like to contribute to this? What would be emotionally stimulating for you at the end of this year with the work that we're doing here? And we can start to play into that sphere. Challenge comfort zones, absolutely. 
Thank you so very much for the content and the share today. What questions have you got for me right now to help with your goal setting and using the Grow Coaching model? What questions? Any quick advice when a client comes in uh, and upon asking what goals they might or what they'd like to achieve, have they keep on saying, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know is one of my favorite answers. So I, my personal purpose, my purpose and the, and the first words that come out of my mouth every single day is I am challenging people's thinking so that they can, can become more incredible than yesterday. It's the first words that come out of my mouth every day is the way that I start every conversation. The moment that some, someone says to me, as a coach to a client, I don't know, my question to them is, did I ask you if you know or not? With absolute love and respect, did I ask you if you know or not? And the answer will be no. From there, I then go back into the question. So what was the question? And they'll say, you asked me X, Y, and Z. And I'll say, fantastic. So what's the answer to that? And then that creates that level of intellectual tension, mental tension, that helps them to realize that I'm not going to take that as an answer and they need to move progressively and forward. And it puts people on, um, it creates that, that positive stress, eustress, E-U, as in euphoria, eustress, positive stress. And they will answer. Everybody has the answer inside them. They're just choosing to use words that are validating the excuses. Let's be brutal about this in, in, in the nicest possible way. Hope that helps. Um, how do you convert the outside to outside in to inside out manage wants to individual needs? How do you convert the outside in and inside out? Give me some clarity on that one, Colin, as I look at the other question. Give me some a bit more depth of the question. Can I suggest to aim for your ideal situation? Interesting to explore this. Can I suggest aim. When you're talking about you know, the aim for your ideal situation, is it your ideal situation you want to aim for or do you want to aim bigger? And it might be, give me some clarity on that one, Julie. My question that I often ask people is, if failure wasn't an option, what would you like to aim for? And then when people, you know, sometimes they give me this goal here, this, the middle point of this bullseye, and then I'll ask the question. So if you hit that, what would that enable you to do? What comes after that? And they'll go, well, I could do this. Okay, so that's actually the goal. Goal goes up. So again, people can only see as far as they can think. When you ask the question, they'll think differently. Um, okay, so the yeah, risk aversion is huge. Again, it's coming from a place of comfort. It's inside the comfort zone. Um, people run for the hills. And some even see big goals as being unrealistic. Yes, absolutely. It's because they've learned how to do that, though. Um, as being unrealistic as use and use an excuse to moderate expectations. Absolutely. So what we do is we lead by proximity. So I'm an avid gardener. Um, I've been on the allotment most of the weekend. I am in absolute agony right now physically. The greatest fertilizer is a gardener's shadow. And I'm not talking about micromanaging. What I'm talking about is just being there to see the weeds, being there to see the slugs, being there to see the problems so you can eliminate them and remove the barriers to enable your plants to grow to their fullest. 
So when we start setting these big goals, we have to understand that 95, if not 98% of the world are going to be caught in a trap of living realistic. Why? Because that's what their parents told them to do. That's what their teachers told them to do. Don't do that. Um, it, it feels uncomfortable. Don't do that because great grandpa so-and-so failed at doing that. Um, so we don't want you to do it and we don't want to see you get hurt. Well, the problem was great grandpa, whoever lived in 1753, um, they didn't even have cars then. But we're still using that, that, that experience as a reason, as an anchor, not to move forward. So when we start setting these goals, we have to learn to ask the coaching questions. Use the grow coaching model. Uh, use the goal setting phase. Coaching cards, five pound on, on the shop right now. Get some of those coaching questions, the goal setting questions that just move, help people to move. Get them to design something that actually engages them. But we have to exp expect and experience that maybe they don't understand that failure isn't the opposite of success. Failure is the route to success. We have to help people to understand that if you're watching from the UK, um, which way round do we go? We go left, don't we? So we go clockwise round a roundabout. Well, if I go to a big roundabout and I want to turn right, do I turn right? For those people in the UK, when I get to a roundabout, a big roundabout, and I want to turn right, do I turn right? And for those people that go anti-clockwise, anti-clockwise, or is it, I'm getting confused. I spoke to someone in Holland the other day, so I might be getting confused here. Which way round are we? Uh, did I? Oh, yeah, that's right, okay. In the UK, if you drive up to a roundabout and you want to turn right, which way do you turn? Open question to the audience. You turn left and life's like that. Life is like this. Sometimes the river goes the wrong direction and you're left perplexed as to why it's happening. And instead of actually maybe going with the flow and understanding we're still going to get to where we need and I'm still going to have a team that was 42% in sales performance, top in the department, and 2% above target. Did we get upset because we didn't hit 45%? No, we celebrated because we hit 42% and no one else had ever done it. So it's the same when we have these experiences, when we set the big goals, we work with the people to set big goals. We as leaders include things that will help those people to engage with it, as I did with my team. We're all going to get promoted at the end of this end of this year, and this is how we're going to make it happen. And then when they engage with that, we then lead by proximity. We then coach them and we support them and we nurture them. If you saw the live training from last week with the 3D modeling, we'll break that down again this week as well if we need to. You do that three times a week for 10 minutes a day, you know, or 10 minutes occasion with those people, and they will start to understand it and you will take those failures and you will make them the successes and those successes will become a one percent compound improvement over a course of time and trust me when i say when you get to the end of the six months let alone the 12 months you'll be leading and supporting a completely different team yes colin's putting here i hope that was helpful by the way you know, colin's putting here i have a vision for them they need to take it and own it they need to have their own vision as well we all need to have a personal vision a business vision and they different elements how does my personal vision and my personal goal align with and support the business getting where it's going and there is no kind of um, um duality i'm not sure if that's right but there's no splitting there's no severance of, of outcomes we're both successful because of the same energies and we both get what we want at the end of it was thinking we can ask Coachee for their ideal situation at the start of the conversation. Absolutely. Where would you like to get to? 
what is the best possible outcome you would like to achieve in the next 12 months? Where would you like to be in three years? What is it you wish you could achieve in your career? Now, if the, if the fairies turn up today and they were going to sprinkle magic dust over this, what would that look like? Get people to think differently. Obviously, that, that, that sort of question is for the right person. Say that gardener quote. Quote again, the greatest fertilizer is a gardener's shadow. I really hope this has been useful. This is day one of the grow coaching model. G for goals. One, clear goals, define them. Two, big goals, make them exciting, enthusiastic. And three, it's all about you internally. Who, are, who do you have to become in order to make the goal a reality? I really hope this is useful. On a scale of one to 10, before we close this down, scale of one to 10, one being not at all, 10 being absolutely, how useful was this? Good, good, good. Nine, 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 eight, seven, ten. 10. Appreciate the honesty and the feedback there. Right now, so yes, we've got the, the coaching cards. Also, we've got the virtual classroom. So we have got coaching skills. We've got executive coaching. We've got communication skills, teamwork, all of those things, which I wrap up in multiple dimensions with this content. If we can be of service to you, if we can add value to you, your business, your team, the virtual classroom link is there. Please click on it, have a look, and let's see how we can connect and help, how we can help your business take the next level up. Fingers crossed if we're returning to work in the next couple of weeks so we can help to make that happen in the smoothest possible way so you can deliver the best possible successes. Click on the link. Let's know what you think. And also, we're going to be getting some testimonials. I would really love your feedback from this from today's session. From today's session. Sharing the recording. Yes, I will be. It will be on YouTube. Testimonials. Last question from me, I'm conscious of time. 15 minutes of free coaching with me in exchange for a testimonial. If you would like to take me up on this offer, and you're only watching the live because this is only for the live, this is the bonus for the live people, not YouTube. So all of a sudden, if you get 500 hits on YouTube because of this video, I have not got the capacity to do 515 minute trainings, just so we're aware. For you wonderful people on the live, we will find a time in our diaries that mutually benefit to do a 15 minute coaching session, potentially on one of your goals where you want to go do a blockage or whatever, in exchange for a testimonial. If you would like to take us up on that um, offer, that opportunity, when we send the email out after this session for feedback, testimonials, whatever, you can just reply back and we will work out a time and a date to make this work, okay? Does that sound good? I'm waiting for those comments. It's a loaded question. If you say no, I'm going to begin to wonder why you may have stayed till the end of this session. Yes, yes, yes. Groovy, thanks. A great idea, initiative. Thank you. Yes, fantastic. Look, if you want to take the up on this offer, send, we will send you the email, reply back. We will line it up. Even if I have to jump on the phone with you and speak to you with my calendar open, we will make this work. Everybody, thank you so very much for today. Love this subject. I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow in the reality section of this model, talking about the here, the now, the where we're, where we're starting from, and also what's got us to this moment and how we can celebrate some of that stuff so we can move this forward. Looking forward to seeing you then. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you all for coming, and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Bye.